Welcome back to the Balancing Business and Babies podcast. Today on Claire's show, we have Rachel Botfield. She is a fellow podcast manager and host of Podcasting 101 with Rachel. And she is here to discuss transition from virtual assistant to full-time podcast manager and how she balances her life and her business with her children and school friends. Lovely to have you on the show, Rachel. We know each other and um, we actually don't live that far away from each other. I think we originally met on LinkedIn, I think was how we sort of got involved with each other and obviously being in the kind of virtual assistant and podcast management space, we built a connection and we've actually met each other as well. We've been and seen each other and had a coffee and had little meetups as well, which was nice. Looking to be here, Lucy. Normally it's me the me doing this the other way around. So I am I'm Rachel, I'm a podcast manager, but I'm also a podcast host. I host my own podcast called Podcasting 101 with Rachel, which is all about helping women in business get their podcast started or helping them move forward with their podcast. And then as a podcast manager, I offer different services like editing, writing show notes, marketing, promotion. That kind of thing, similar to the services that Lucy offers. Yeah, we met on LinkedIn. I'm not quite, maybe I think it possibly was through the VA world because that's how I got started in the online space was I was a virtual assistant. That was February 2021. It's hard to remember with the COVID time stuff. <laughs> but it went up to three years in February. Yeah. So, and I've been made redundant during and was looking for something new to do with my life. I wanted something more flexible, which is why I chose virtual assistant. My my sister-in-law had a friend who was a virtual assistant and I got went into that world. And my wonderful friend Lisa was starting a business around the same time. And so I did some VA work with her. And then she had a few podcast episodes that she'd like me to edit. So I edited those and I just thought, oh, I just love this. Like way back when I was at uni, I did a media degree. Ella did like media at college. So I'd had some experience with editing and I always thought I'd go into broadcasting but I did not just went into events instead, working with my dad. So a bit of a difference there. So I feel like I've come back a bit like full circle into podcasting, broadcasting area. And one of my big loves is, and I know not a lot of podcast managers like really love the editing part of things, but I really enjoy the editing side. I really enjoy turning it from, not that it's ever really that bad, like editing it and packaging it all up and getting it out there for whoever it is wants a podcast. So yeah, so I, I discovered podcasting and went down a kind of podcasting rabbit hole and realized that there were people with businesses online similar to virtual assistant in that in that kind of way online business managers that were offering this type of service so I pivoted my VA business into podcasting and I had some VA clients I've been moving those over to podcasts I'd say I'm probably like 99% all podcast clients now which is really exciting and it's been a really great year this last year. I've uh, really felt like my business has just grown a bit more and established myself as like podcast person. So it's, but working for myself is just yeah so much better than yeah. working for somebody else. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree. So obviously with it being the balancing business and babies, just give us a little bit of a, how old are your kids? How do you find balancing working from home? And what would you say your like main 
challenges have been. So I've got two children, Max and Lily. They are 13 and 11, going on about 15. That's my daughter, Lily. Where we are in the UK, we have, like, where I am anyway, we have three tiers. So we have first school, middle school and high school. So my son has just started high school, which is year nine. So that has been a bit of a big change for him. So handling that and the teenage tween that they are now, it is obviously easier in some respects to them when they were toddlers or when they were little but quite a lot harder in terms of emotional involvement let me shall we say so handling balancing business and the kids it's my husband's away a lot so having something like my business that I can take the kids to school obviously now my son's at high school I actually have to drive into Bromsgrove to take him to school like where I live in Catsill, there's a school down the road. I didn't have to do a lot of lifts. They could walk to school and things, but now that's not an option. So I, I have to be available to drop him off, pick him up. So that is really important with my business. That has been a little bit harder because the last few years, I've had it a bit easier with school runs, which was quite nice, actually, because we all know what the school runs like trying to get. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that was uh, that's the extra little nuance um, that started since September. So I don't know, because they're older, it is easy. So when they do, if I do have to do some work when they come home from school, that's generally okay to do a bit of work. But because my husband's away a lot, it does, when they need things or they've been upset at school and things like that, I find it very difficult to get a lot done after three o'clock. And I don't really like working late at night. I'm not good working late at night. If I was going to do any extra hours, so to speak, I would get up early or I would do a bit on the weekend because once they're home, I just can't concentrate and I don't like to go to bed late. <laughs> so I'm the opposite. I'm a night owl. I like me and my husband, we're terrible. We three o'clock in the morning sometimes and he's up at six and then I'm up at like quarter to seven. Yeah, we're really bad. We've got in a really bad habit of going. To my husband's the complete opposite to me when he's not here because he works on sport, he does a lot of late matches, so he has to stay up late and then drive places. So he, he he's always been a bit of a night owl. So he's he does tend to stay up late, but I've always worked, you know, done stuff earlier. And even when the kids were little, when I worked in events, I, we were always up late. They they're always like they're those kids that woke up at half five in the morning, not conducive to late night. No. When you have a client, say for you bring on a new client, are they aware that you've got children and that you do you make that openly available? Do you divulge that information to clients and do you say to them that, like, how do you find setting boundaries with clients so that maybe if they said to you, for example, with a podcast, they wanted to launch it on X date and then your touch would nothing happens, obviously, but say your kid got sick one of them got sick and it it delayed you from being able to do the work. Are your clients aware of that and are they prepared to be a bit lenient with you? I've got to say, I don't, I physically say to them that I've got children, like when it comes up when we're, if we haven't previously met, a lot of my clients have come through referrals from people that already know me and if they look on my website, I'm pretty sure I've got something about having kids there. i not like I hide being a mom. Like when I'm networking and things, I'll say I've got two kids, and and that's very much in my why for starting my business is having that flexibility around children. So my clients, I have taken on a couple of new clients recently, so I'm not quite sure whether they know that I have children, but 
I don't think it'd be a problem because generally a lot of the people that I've come across tend to be very understanding. Either they're in the similar situation themselves, being parents, running their own business. I haven't had anybody yet. Thankfully, I haven't had to stop any launches, but there has been times where I've been really, I just can't get this work done today. I'm going to have to push it because kids, uh, I've had to, it was a bit of a running joke with this lady I was trying to have a, a one-to-one with because first it was my child, then it was her child. And we were like, oh, it's called from school. We've got to come pick him up. And it was a bit of a running joke. So after the fourth time we managed to meet, but it was, it's absolutely fine. And I totally get it when, if for the other reasons, someone can't get some work to me or they can't give something to me because of things happen because life whether it's kids or not I think life happens as well and we all should be kind and considerate to other people about what is going on yeah. in their lives because you can't help some of these things and I think just getting arsy about it isn't doesn't help anybody it just makes you feel bad then really if someone's been like that I think especially if you've got littler ones where you physically if my kids stay home from school like I have had that recently and I've had to go pick my son up and things. He's had some problems at school, but he'd come home and then the rest of the time he, he can sit and watch the television. He's 13 and my daughter's 11. Whereas obviously if you've got smaller children, it's, there's a lot of a bigger impact on your business and because so, you have to physically be with. So in that sense, it's a little bit easier for me now that they're older. But I have had that when in my other job, when I was in an office for about a year or so. Um, I mean, my boss was very understanding. She's a lovely lady. It's a lot harder. You feel extra pressure when things happen. Yeah. 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 I think, obviously, I, my, my little boy is four in April. So obviously he's still tiny. But again, I, I just set up for the same reason that most of you did and most VAs, I think, that have is because they wanted more freedom and, and flexibility and obviously to work around their children. And it still comes with its challenges, but obviously, especially like coming up to Christmas now, I joked with a, a friend earlier, I said, Christ almighty, like there's something else that's going on at the school. Like they've got they've got a Christmas jumper day coming up this week and we've they've got Christmas disco next week. But whilst those only seem like little tasks, they're still tasks that I've got I've now got to go not only have I got to get him ready for school this week I've got to get him ready for school disco next week which he's going to take in not (laughs) free yeah they're having like a school Christmas disco no I don't think so it's the teachers I think that are doing it it's like in their preschool it's like during the day I think but they've got to we've got to take in food for them it's like such a responsibility like not only have I got to do like pat lunches now I've got to do a dinner a Christmas bloody dinner for him as well it's oh god I've got to get a Christmas jumper because I haven't got a Christmas jumper for him and it's just like all these little things and you think oh it's just one more thing that I've got to do that I really don't need and You've got all the things like book day, which I know causes like panic in most parents' hearts as well, because they, the kids always forget to tell you when book day is until the night before, and you suddenly got to come up with some sort of weird and wonderful costume that their friends haven't got, and we've only just stopped having, what was the last thing they had was... Oh, children in it. Yeah, so that was another thing. And it's just every week there seems to be like this new thing at the school that they've got to do. We've had the Christmas play. We've had, and it's, I'm doing all this work and I'm thinking, oh, I've got to factor in this now as well. And I've got to factor in this and that's going to take away time. And I just, I don't know how people run a job that, as you say, we're lucky because we work for ourselves and we can manage it a little bit better. But it's still difficult even when you're working for yourself. How people do it in a full time job working for someone else. 
No. When prior to working in an office for about 18 months, prior to being made redundant through COVID, I worked with my dad. During the summertime and during Christmas time, we tended to be quite quiet. So actually, because we worked, because I worked from home from my dad's house, when we were away on jobs, we were obviously an event wherever it was in the world, which is why I incidentally chose not to carry on doing that kind of work. Because I was, when the kids were very little, I was always away from home and that was really tough. And that was me and my dad's business. But when I was home, I was able to have that flexibility, which was great because it was me and my dad. If we weren't working out on the job, you could just, I so I could get the ability to go. So, that. so I'm incredibly lucky that I was not working for myself it was with my dad, but I did get that opportunity to do those things that I know a lot of other parents didn't get to do. One of my, I know lots of my friends that were uh, working in full-time jobs and they just couldn't go. So nanny went and things like that instead. But to some degree, it's, you don't want to miss those things, especially when they're little. But again, what, whatever you're doing, whether you're working for yourself or working for it's really difficult to fit. And it's lovely that schools want to do those things for children that have that experience, but it's just difficult to fit in. I was on one networking meeting uh, with my, a VA group and it might have been during half term or something and these drying frames. So Lily was trying to get something out of a drawer and I hadn't seen her and it looked like she got herself caught in it. And then my friend's she was like she got herself caught inside the drying frame Bless her. So. my thing is I, I normally say to clients when I'm on a phone call or not a phone call because obviously it doesn't really matter but zoom calls and things like that and I always say to them I'm really sorry my little boy is here he's not he's not at school today or he's off sick or whatever but Jacob when he's at home with me he's <laughs> joke about the fact that I think he's gonna be a nudist because he doesn't wear clothes. And most of the time, like, I haven't got an issue, nor is my clients with him, like, jumping on a Zoom call. But then I look at him and I think, oh, God almighty, you've got no clothes on. You can't come on camera, Jake, with no clothes on. I, I draw the line at you going on a Zoom call with no clothes on. You can come and say hi if you put a top on and some pants, but you're not going on a Zoom call nude. I'm not having that all over the internet. Thank you very much. They do the funniest things, though, don't they? When they, when you, they just want to know what's going on. They're like, oh, who are you talking to? What's going on here? Yeah, it's just a neither. And he loves my laptop as well. He's got like a thing he has to copy me. So I've given him a keyboard that I don't use anymore because it doesn't work. He broke it. And I gave it him so he could sit there with his iPad, like his kid's iPad thing. And he's got his little laptop in front, even though it doesn't work. And he's got his, he sits there next to me and he's like tapping away on the screen. Really cute. But yeah, so what would you've already answered, but what would you call your like the biggest obstacles that you find with running a business from home and having children? Like, what would you think your kind of specifically your biggest problems um, that you find that you have? Time is a big one. I know it's a big one for everybody. We all feel, and I'll certainly a lot of the people that I speak to, a lot of the women mainly that I speak to that run their own business, it's time really. It seems to go so quickly. And I think because you're at home and being the primary caregiver in our house, say, especially with my husband away a lot, and obviously when he is home, he does help. But there's all that, there's all the other stuff that goes on that you have to do when you're at home with the kids. So there's washing, got to stop to cook tea, got to do all of those little things that end up eating up time in my day. And I suppose having better boundaries with that is probably one thing but then it's they're all things that you have to do in your day whether it's work quote unquote business work that you're doing that's paid work or the unpaid work that we all do as mothers and family runners so yeah. I find that it just 
seems to while away with me. I don't know where sometimes where it goes and then it's coming to pick them up from school. So yeah. And then also, I guess it's a word that's overused a little bit, but overwhelm really, like having that, the overwhelm and the, and the stress and anxiety sometimes of things that are going on in the children's lives. For example, recently I ran a prize draw in my business for someone to launch their podcast in 2024. Yeah, a lovely lady's fabulous and we're working on it now. But originally what I thought about doing, I was going to have a larger launch piece at the end of that competition and have a launch offer prepared and then do this awesome email campaign and do a webinar to help people move that step forward. Because obviously, to invest in someone doing fully doing your podcast, it is an investment. So to try and do all of that, you do all the sales and all the things that you'd like to do. So I was going to do it and I was getting a bit of overwhelm anyway, because I had never done a launch that big before. But I have my friend Hannah, who's the host of the Showing Up Solo podcast. It's a marketing podcast for solopreneurs. And she's my client as well. But we collaborate on a lot of stuff. So she was helping me as well. But then it was a really difficult time. My son going through some things with his friends at school that's carried on for middle school that's been going on for a few years. So it was really difficult time and I hadn't written all the stuff and I just thought, you know what? I don't have the headspace. I, I can't do this like the way that I actually want to do this at the moment because of the kids, not because of feeling like being a parent on my own while my husband's not there it feels a lot like being a single parent like a lot of the time. Because everything falls to you, yeah. even when you don't yeah. want to do any cooking or anything, it's everything. And then dealing with children and then dealing with the school and other parents and things like that. So I just was like, I actually don't have the headspace. Things like that as well. A big things going on in, in your children's life does have a knock-on effect on you and everything that's happening in your family life. And then no doubt then it affects your business. I'm not saying I would have got I don't know how many that I could have potentially signed up, but I think you have to take those things. That's just part of being a business owner, knowing and accepting that actually you, you can't do everything. And and if it isn't the right time now, don't try and do it. I just thought I'm just going to cause myself so much more stress and more anxiety if I'm trying to do something that I know I'm really squeezing in, like crowbarring it in. So I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to plan a launch next year and be prepared with everything and do it like that. So that's what I decided to do, which made me feel so much better. And then other things have cropped up inevitably. So I was like, I'm very glad I didn't decide to do that. Now, my poor daughter's going to have this little an operation on her toe. And it's just, oh, it's just, she's just having a toe down. Oh, no. But bless her. She hurt it in the summer on holiday and it's just been giving her problems. And we found out now it just needs removing. So she's very upset. She's missing her end of term and her ice skating things. Been dealing with a very emotional 11-year-old this last week. And then oh, I can imagine. No, Fell out a very good dating <laughs> trip for next Friday on the last day. She's missing the last three days. Of school. No. And again, my husband's away. It's literally just before Christmas. So she's very upset. So I, I like work schedule. So I need, I think I need to take a look at it and hopefully shuffle some things around and just maybe do some of the bits back in the new year. But again, that freedom to be able to do that. I guess some obstacle as well is that if you can't do that, if you can't move your work around, you've got to do it. Sometimes when you've got deadlines, it, it can be quite tough. But yeah, I'd say probably time and then the overwhelm kind of stress stuff that's I'm sure lots of other mothers feel the same way. I think I've ended up, I think it's one of those things as well that you, sometimes you can't always, despite our best efforts, you can't always plan for everything. And you think that you've, you think you've got it and you think, if I do this and 
I've got my Asana and I've got my Google Calendar and I've got my personal diary and it's all nicely scheduled. It's all nicely color coordinated. I know exactly what I'm doing on what day. And then my little boy got the like 15th occurrence of tonsillitis just after I'd taken a brand new client on. And we were told that we already knew he was going to need an operation and we were expecting to be waiting months. And then the phone rang and I was like, they said, oh, we've had a cancellation for like next week. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's great because he gets to go in and but he ended up then having his tonsils out, which then meant he was off preschool for two weeks because he'd had his tonsils out. And it's, I've just taken on a new client and I've just started all this. I, I did a very similar thing to you. Oh, I put yeah. a competition out, but yeah. wanting someone to come and do their Pinterest and a podcaster that wanted to market on Pinterest. And obviously I took them on to do this. Then I'd got it all planned that I was going to use them as like a case study so that I could show you what Pinterest does for them and all of this sort of stuff and yeah and then he was off preschool for two weeks and the whole thing of what I'd got planned to do just didn't end up obviously I did what I wanted to do but it just caused me so much more stress than it needed to because I was just constantly thinking rather than enjoying the process I was just more concerned about getting it done rather than actually enjoying what it was that I was offering them and and you get that kind of constant kind of like mum guilt as well. You're, are you spending too much time working? Are you not focusing on them enough, especially if they're sick or something? Do you think they're just sitting on the sofa, they're fine, they're okay. So you think, oh, I'll just check my emails. But then you think, should I be sitting with them and doing something with them? Should I be sitting and watching a film with them for five minutes? Yeah. Well, then even though you've done six hours with them in that morning, you suddenly think that five minutes that you've taken away from them has you know yeah that mom yeah I think yeah I mean I guess that with my children being older I say needing less attention but I yeah I still I think you still getting massively older and watch stuff on their own obviously more than like they didn't do that when they were littler but yeah I know that when especially my daughter I think because my son just gets a bit wrapped up with his friends he as soon as he goes off it's oh I just want to talk to you now and that's it's bedtime now love that but that's always the time like nine o'clock so it starts with lots of concern. I remember this. It's like when they've just settled down just to go to bed, everything comes out. And because they're older, it's like later at night and there's like a lot of it. And then I feel guilty. Have I? Should I I've just ignored them since they come home from school. Should I sit them more? Or does it sound like I'm liking them a lot? Yeah. All the other stuff that comes up as well. So it's, yeah, it's, it is difficult. And I suppose we just have to remind ourselves, take deep breaths, I don't know, and try and, Know, knowing that other parents are going through the same thing as you, I think, because yeah. it's just so easy to forget, especially in that time when they were little and you were having such a hard time when they were babies, you always felt like you were on your own, even though you knew that you were. But when you just reached out and talked to or listened to other people going through the same as you, I think that it does help ease that guilt and that worry because you're physically hearing, like for this podcast, you know, the business owners doing the same thing as us. It's that nice, just that, knowing that uh, it's the same thing that's fine I'm, the, I'm, I'm not the only one <laughs> yeah you're not, not the only one <laughs> Please of us out there <laughs> that was exactly the <laughs> yeah exactly and I think it's difficult as well because I don't actually know that many mum I haven't got any mum friends I, I saw something on TikTok the other day I've got anxiety about meeting new people and I don't like it when you go and collect them at the school gates and 
you see all these mums that are standing there talking and I'm like trying to hide in the bushes, just like, come on, Jacob, come. So I don't really know where you meet mum friends. I don't know how people do it. I've got one friend that we've got kids that are the same age. We met through lockdown. We met on, I call it Tinder for mums. It's called Peanut, but it looks exactly the same. Oh, like, like the Tinder app, it's you swipe if you, yeah, you swipe if you like the look of the mum and you put your details in there as to how many like kids you've got and their ages and like she lived down the road and we've been friends for like three years now like they're nearly four now so they've known each other since they were babies but it is difficult to understand that there are people that are going for exactly the same thing that you are and that was exactly why I wanted to do this podcast because just listening to people not having talking about anything in particular but just going yeah we're going for it as well you know you're not the only one it does sometimes help and I think you know like mental health and stuff like that is a big thing and I think sometimes mums especially do get a little bit overlooked because of the amount of stuff that we actually do deal with and I think people don't realize especially when you're running a, you know it's hard enough being a mum as it is but then you chuck in running your own business as well and you've just got this whole heap of stuff it's going mental on mental load so I feel like yeah my husband doesn't have that mental load Maybe he does, but I, I really don't think that he Oh, not at all. Because, so you've got that. Mine doesn't. When do they need new shoes? Have I got everything ready for lunch? What things going on at school? And even when I used to work away with my dad, my husband, he works away still then. But literally at one point, I was, I suppose this is very controlling as well. I literally left him a meal plan. I left everything. I had everything planned to the nth degree. Because I get phone calls like going, well, what time are they going to bed? So I'm like, what do you mean? What time are they going to bed? They're like four. What time do you think they're going to bed? My mum always just think it was hilarious because I was sometimes, yeah, um, they'd have a crossover day. So mum said, oh, I'll have the kids for the day and before I came home. So I would come back from working a 60 hour week working away and go straight back into looking after the kids. But somehow, whenever my husband used to come back from working away, he always had a little tight weekend off. But then I still had to work in the office. I see all this old bitterness coming back up from then. Which I know. I guess that, yeah. I don't know, I suppose I haven't looked at it like running my own business because like I do now. But me and Dad, we ran the business, the two of us, we ran our own business. It was that was just a lot harder. That was the scheduling, the logistical workings out of like I've got to be here and I have to make sure the kids are picked up and all this kind of stuff. Even now is oh, they just said they wanted to do this. I'm like, they're still kids. I said no, so <laughs> things. So I think that mental load, it never stops really about things you've got to do with the children and feel like that it's, I'm not saying all men are like this and I'm not saying my husband's like this all the time. They don't have, they just have to walk out the door when they're going to work. They don't have to think about anything else and that's quite yeah. difficult to to deal with all the time. Sometimes you're just like, and then they're like, oh, just tell me what you want me to do. And it's like, why do I have to tell you? No one tells me. But you'd have this rally the way with no one tells me I have to cook tea or clean the floor. It is like a running kind of bugbear in our house because my husband doesn't understand why it's such a thing for me. So I cook tea every night, always have done. He's a butcher, he works stupidly hard, he gets up really early in the morning, comes home late at night, he works 50 plus hours a week. I wouldn't expect him to cook tea. I'm at home. I will do it. I don't mind doing that. My job is looking after my son and running the house. So that's what our roles have been assigned. But 
every night we have this same bloody conversation and it's just, I want to kill him. I say to him, what do you want for tea tonight? And his response is always, I don't mind whatever you want. Or it, And he thinks he's being easy. He thinks he's being like helpful by giving me that answer. And I'm like, it's not helping me because I've still got to pick what you want for tea. I just want you to tell me. If you tell me you want egg and chips, I'll do egg and chips. If you tell me you want a stew, I will do a stew. I don't mind. Just tell me what it is you want. Just once, just give me an idea as to what you want. I don't want to have... To, I've had so many other things that I have to think about. I don't want to have to think about what to book all the time as well. Now, it used to be like meal planning. <laughs> Yeah, I used to be like yeah. on it with me, yeah. but now I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered. And I feel like my, my daughter's also decided that she's going to be vegetarian, no. which is great, great for her. But it also means now I not only have to try and think of food items like for us to have, but now we've got the vegetarian element and it's not as easy as oh, I'll just swap this for that. Because I've got to go to, I'm like, make sure she has enough protein because she's. She's only 11, she's nearly 12, she needs to have that protein. And um, obviously she's not vegan or anything because, um, oh, and I wouldn't, I, it's, she's too young to, to do this. She just wouldn't get the nutrients from cheese and eggs and things. But it's really difficult. And then Max is quite a selective eater as well. So it's that challenge as well. And although my husband has always not really been very fond of, he always likes to have a meat, like a meat and two veg kind of thing, but he has been very good about trying different vegan and vegetarian things because of Lily. And he's got a lot of friends that are vegans. So he's been getting lots of recipes. So that is quite helpful, actually. He's been, and so he has now, finally, after the kids are older, he will embrace doing like cooking. He needs an instruction, but he wants, so that's quite nice when he's home. That really helps me, especially with work I need to get done so that I know that I can take advantage of safety. He's got a week and he hasn't got any work because he's freelance as well. So it eats up and down for him as well. He, I've said to him now, you're just going to have to take over and do the stuff that I do. So that when that happens, it's very few and far between, but it's really nice when it does because that allows me just to fully concentrate on what I'm doing. And like, I'll just offload a load of stuff and go, I'm not thinking about this all week now. You've got, I've passed the button to you. I'm just going to leave it. I think a few times I've said, pretend I'm not here. Just pretend. I said to the kids, I'll stop you there. Don't ask me. Let's pretend I'm working away like Daddy works away for a week, and you go and ask, you go and ask him what you want, <laughs> what you want for tea. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I keep saying that. I'm just gonna clock just, out one day. I'm just gonna. No. I'm just, just for a day. I used to work. Mummy's yeah. not available. As far as it was being away, <laughs> yeah, you know, all the logistics. I did get that week where I was working like a sixty-hour week, but I didn't have all that mental load, and I really, honestly think that. And that I worked doing that for 13 years. I had my children, had Max in 2010. So I did about four years working for my dad without kids. And then I had both my children quite quickly. And that was very difficult going back when they were babies. But I guess I had that break as well, that mental load break. So when I was away in the job, I passed it all. I brain dumped everything into Mark onto a list. And, and all I had to focus on was like the job at hand. and then. I think when I left working with my dad and I tried to get, I got a job, I ended up being a PA in a financial firm. 
Mark was still away a lot, but I had to put the kids in wraparound care. So I was dropping them off. We were leaving the house at quarter to eight in the morning and not going back till half past six. And I was doing all of that on my own, doing an office job nine to five, running around, worried about picking the children up. And I did that for about 18 months and I had real mental health issues during that time. I had really bad. When I finished at COVID, I was just like, I think that if I hadn't have stopped because of COVID, I would have completely burnt out. And I think having that working away, although as hard as it was, actually gave me that mental break capacity from that because I don't think I would have got through like doing that. If I'd have been in an office job, I would not have done it because, and my hat goes off to all everybody out there that's working either full-time or even when you're doing your business and you've got to put all those hours in, that not having that mental break really can make you feel quite terrible. And I'm now... I was worried if I would get too busy that I wouldn't be able to cope with it after doing that because I've, I've just gone the complete opposite of what I was always, like I'm not saying I'm not organised now because I'm still an organised person, but I think I did so much in that 15 years that I just can't go back to that way because that is yeah. what kind of, I wouldn't say break me, but I can't go back to feeling like that. So it was too much and I have to... Too much. Now that's what's really important with my business is setting those boundaries and making sure I'm not going to get to that point again because it, that's what makes it yeah really hard. It was just having that. But I recognise the signs now. I didn't recognise the signs then. So I must have just been, keep going nearly popped and then, oh, stopped, go back down again and then reaching it. And then obviously COVID, before COVID, it all just went... Just but I think, although it did, but I think yeah. it was a blessing in disguise in terms of that job, only because I had been looking at other ways because thinking I don't know how much longer I can do this. But it did force me to reevaluate and think: Do I want to get a job like this for the rest of my life? Now, like I'm 41 now, yeah. So I'm nearly. I was nearly 40 then. I was like, what am I going to do with the rest of my work life? Do I want to be doing that for the next five years? And the amount of time that I've had to spend with the kids because of having issues at school and things like that, I'm glad of being able to do that as stressful as it is. This has allowed me to do that, whereas I don't know what I would have done if I was working a nine-to-five job. That would have been even harder to deal with. So I am that, yeah. So I'm glad that I managed to have that realisation. Obviously, I wouldn't want another pandemic or anything like that, but it was like, that wake up call. And I think there was other, and with just a lot you say, a lot of mothers and people starting their businesses, a lot of VAs, precisely why they did that is like a knock on effect from COVID because it was such a an experience for everybody. Yeah. And actually people waking up and realizing, actually, I what am I doing? I don't want to spend my whole life so stressed out in the office. I'm not saying running a business is yeah. super duper easy because it's not. Yeah. We all have our stresses. But I think there's that feeling that if you're running the things yourself that process between trying to get that freedom you'll have that lot more freedom to work with than you would if you were in a nine-to-five employed role yeah i completely agree with that i i think obviously there is a huge amount of negative stuff with covid obviously no one's going to deny that covid was not a bad thing and but I think there were a lot of positives that kind of came out of it. There was the uptaking and allowing people to work from home, which obviously then gave them that push that they wanted to maybe change their career and think actually 
I do want to start my own business. I do want to start working from home or to continue in the job that they're already doing, but not returning to the office and having that flexibility and staying at home. It was, unfortunately, my mum passed away during COVID. She was she was only 65 and she no health issues and she didn't make it through COVID. Yeah. The, that goes back to the negatives of COVID. There are a lot of negatives. But on the other side of it, it was, to me, I thought it reminded me and gave me that thing of, Things can change so quickly and I don't want to miss out on my kid's life. I, I could be here now and tomorrow not. And do I really want to spend what time I have got in an office doing 60 potentially hours a week working with it. someone else? Or yeah. do I want, exactly, or do I want to be able to go to my son's plays when he's got them at school or be able to be at school in five minutes because he's sick and not have to have that stress of, but he was off sick last week. I don't know what I'm going to do. What I'm going to tell my boss, he was off sick three weeks ago. I had to leave early yesterday because he was off sick. And I don't have any of that. So like you say, I don't know how people do manage that aren't really running their own businesses. And I think that obviously brings in a whole new kind of stress that people have and it is very difficult, but I think, like you say, setting boundaries for yourself and making sure that you stick to them. So obviously going back to what you said about boundaries, how are you setting boundaries for yourself in your business? What do you put in place for yourself to make sure that you never get banned? Generally, I just work weekends. I generally work nine to five. I'll get a little bit done after I pick the kids up, but it's mainly nine to three. So I don't, I don't do the kind of hours that I used to do or quote unquote full-time hours. At the moment, when I first started my business, I did do a lot. I found myself working a lot of Saturdays and stuff. And then I just kept going back to my whys. I did this to spend more time with the kids. It's it's hard on them as well with my husband not being here. It's not just away Monday to Friday. He works in broadcast sports. So he's a play like Wednesday to Sunday. So he doesn't, so all every weekend he's not here. It's I try to do stuff with them on the weekends if the need must that's when I know I can do it but generally I keep I keep to office hours I do try not to let that bleed into the evenings and weekends because that is a big thing for me is that I don't want to spend my whole time ignoring them planning stuff every evening and all that kind of thing it's not that's not what I want to do I guess the biggest (laughs) one for me is what is is the time that I'm working is that I I kind of yeah. plan out my week to the, like you talk about colour-coded stuff. I love doing all that. So I have my week planned down to the nth degree, which is ridiculous, really. But I love doing that. So I know I can move things around if I want to move them around. I know my diary looks like a nightmare, but I know I've got everything. I know what I've got to do this week. I can achieve that. And I can move things around if I need them for the kids. I just make sure that I'm not doing, moving stuff too much into encroaching on the week. And I think actually... Do I really need to do that? So I that is one I triage some of my stuff to think, does this actually have to get done? Do I need to speak to this client? Do I need to allow this many one-to-ones with people, depending on what the type of one-to-ones they are and things like that? For example, I've blocked out my diary so no one else could book in because I've got quite a few meetings already in. I've got other commitments and I've got stuff going on with the kids. And I think, you know what? I know I was a bit like, oh, what if someone wants to speak to me? I was like, do you know what? If they want to speak to me, They'll have to speak to me after Christmas as well. God, it can't really be that urgent that has yeah. to be left. That's one thing I do to keep my boundaries as well. I update my 
Calendly like out working hours and things so that I can't get bookings like when I don't want them and I block out days and things like that. That's and I know that when I'm feeling stressed and I'm tired, I will take the afternoon and just think, actually, I need this. Yeah. Do I need to do this now? Can I fit it in another time next week if I just don't do that? A bit of thing, a bit of moving around. So I know that I can take that time because I think that I know if I don't let myself have it it's a knock-on effect and then it just gets worse really yeah just trying to just planning my time and shuffling things around because you often think they're setting stone not setting stone because but you have to get it done that day because of this and that but I think a lot of times you can luckily move things around to get things done so yeah just trying to take care of yourself really and if you need a break or just try and take it yeah I think that's really important like you say it doesn't need to be a day sometimes they can just yeah like the very five you have to go pick the kids up at three I'm like yeah (laughs) or yeah exactly you know I'm gonna take a a two-hour lunch break today rather than a half-hour lunch break one thing I have to read time that yourself just watch a Netflix program or yeah going or something I started um something for you I'm trying to fit in oh I was like oh yes I'm gonna go to the gym and blah 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 because it's not happened and so I was I met a lady, oh, like I, I'm part of the WIBN network, and I one of the ladies there, Beverly Densham, she does Pilates, and I, she, you could do a taster session in exchange for a testimonial, and I felt really good after it, and I, especially sitting at the desk all day, scrunched shoulders and everything like that, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to book into her class, so I now have started, I've done about four, I think, now, so 9.15 on a Tuesday, I do Pilates for 45 minutes, and it's just it's mainly just stretching for, I had a, I've had got an injury on my ankle from falling over and doing Joe Wicks during lockdown and then falling down some stairs. So I, my leg and my ankle, I don't do a lot of work. <laughs> oh, you have I am an ankle re- as well. Yeah, we're on LinkedIn, yeah. I need to do like stretches on my legs and stuff every day. So this really helps. And I thought, you know what, this is actually, I think because it's somebody I've met in a networking meeting, I'm, I'm feel like I've got that accountability as well and it has made me feel so I feel like that's one step to doing something that I know makes me feel better and will help me in the long run so I've managed to fit that in so I feel quite pleased I've managed to fit that in and I've blocked it out of my diary so that I've got that bit blocked out so I'm hoping that is a new habit for that's going to carry me into 2024 and feel like a bit better about knowing I'm not going to feel quite so scrunched up at the end of the day, like all hunched over my laptop. So yeah, try and do something that if you can, because it's all well and good. You go, yes, I'm going to do that when the kids get home to school. And then you can't. And then it's eight o'clock and you're like, oh, I'm just knackered now. I don't want to do anything. Yeah. And then it starts again. You're tired. Because that's someone saying, that's going to put yeah. 5 a.m. No hard pass. Not unless my child wakes me up at 5 a.m. There is no, no, no. way I'm getting up at 5 a.m. Yeah. Seven is a stretch. Jeez. <laughs> no. Like yeah, <laughs> already going to bed at ten no. after ten. What time am I gonna have to go? I've got to go to bed before before the kids, before my teenager. Oh god, no! There's no way you get me up at that time in the morning. If the sun's not up, if I'm I, not. I, when I used to work abroad, I used to have to sometimes to go for shopping, and the show started early. But ugh, no way, not now, not when I don't actually have to, and I can't exercise at that time in the morning. I feel too sick. So <laughs> yeah, no, I. I don't function very much. I'm not a morning person because I'm not. Yeah, 
Oh, it's been lovely to talk to you, Rachel. So, yeah, do you want to tell us where people can find you and follow you and get in contact with you then? I mainly hang out on LinkedIn. I'm just Rachel Botfield, podcast manager on LinkedIn. So come along and connect with me. I'd love to meet you. Oh, my website, which is www.rb-va.com. Yes, so you can find me on there and find all my information and what I'm about. Amazing. Lovely. Yeah, it's been lovely to talk to you, Rachel. And obviously, I will put all your links and everything in the show notes for everyone to be able to follow you as well. Thank you for coming on. Wonderful, Lucy. Thank you very much. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.